0: welcome back banter mites it is so good to see slash talk to you again i was at the beach now i'm back and i'm tanner relaxed and now hiding in quarantine but wow does talking to you make my life better i missed perry i missed you all and i'm just stoked so stoked
1: Wes, good to have you back, buddy. Good to have you back. Thanks, Perry. I missed you. Yeah, I mean, it's good to talk to you, but unfortunately we're not you're not sitting next to me to record. No, we love we love that quarantine life. I have a microphone next to me that is vacant and it just seems maybe I should just turn them both on. You could have an echo. Ooh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners would love that. Ah, uh, what is it day like 16, 17 without sports? It's bad, dude. It's bad. Yeah, it, it's rough, and I think we're doing a very topical episode for most people today. I've enjoyed now that we haven't had sports like to watch live sports on TV. Um, I've been watching a lot of sports movies, mm-hmm. and so I thought this would be this episode of ranking our top ten sports movies would be a really, really topical episode for some people, just because there's no no other
0: sports to ju- digest right now. <laughs> I know, You've got to get that fill somehow. But are you are you bored yet? How's life at home? I started I started running outside by myself because I needed to, I had cabin fever so bad. <laughs> wow, that's dangerous. You, you know it's bad when you start to exercise.
1: Absolutely. I haven't got there yet. But also our weather has been I mean, I'm only 3 hours north of you and our weather has been awful. Awful. Yeah, ours has been pretty nice. I just finished last night. I finished Gravity Falls and it was actually a lot of fun. I highly suggest you watch it, Wes. Really? Yeah. I always thought it looked looked a little goofy yeah I mean it's a little different it's a little different for sure but it's only 41 episodes honestly I feel like there's a lot of adult humor in it but it's toned down a little bit so it can be I think anybody like above like eight years old could love it and then also there's like another level where like after you're above like 16 it just hits another another level of funny you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so okay. there's like that that middle ground of like eight to sixteen. You're loving just the wacky goofiness of it, but once you get above that like a certain point and you start understanding some of the adult humor that's kind of put in there. I don't know. I think it's I think it's a good watch. I think you'll enjoy it, especially knowing the shows that you you enjoy watching. Um, hmm. I think this one might fit right. in. it's only 41 episodes, so you might you'll be able to you'll be able to crank it out pretty fast during the quarantine.
0: Oh, maybe I might give it a try. I'm gonna try to complete. Like the rite of passage of being an adult and watch The Office while in quarantine.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. My siblings are watching Psych, and I love that show so much.
0: Oh.
1: It's a phenomenal show. Phenomenal show. So, but uh, yeah, other than that, man, there's uh, just been a lot, of, a lot of video games. A lot of sitting at home watching movies, watching, watching deer walk by outside the window, mm-hmm. um, you know.
0: Nietzsche. Nature
1: nature it just doesn't
0: doesn't get better Uh, than that right (laughs) oh dude i've played so much 2k it's not even good (laughs) i'll i'll play it i'm like wow i miss basketball and then i'll like not play it for a couple hours Then i'll be like man i miss basketball then i'll go to i'll go play 2k to get my fill back
1: (laughs) yeah we're at that point where we're missing basketball for sure i mean it's been like i don't know how many days now it was like and what the twelfth or something. It's been like sixteen days, seventeen days. Oh my gosh, I'm dying on the inside. And that is why we're doing this episode today. Wes we need a periism to brighten up brighten up the days of the thousands, millions of people listening to this. We need a periodism. Man, I feel like I'm gonna run
0: out eventually. That's the hope, for me at least. Um context unknown, but I believe you asked a question and answered it yourself. Oh, okay that's typical so the question is what's the first date zone statement following i'm not starting below a seven maybe that's why i'm still single
1: (laughs) oh man oh yes we were talking about the the hot crazy matrix you know on
0: youtube Uh, you're familiar with it yes yes
1: yeah so i i'm sure this was a chatting conversation with ben and david you know we were talking about the zones in it but yeah, they there. We were talking about like what would be the first date zone. So like how how high on that scale would somebody have to be for you to give them a first date? So I don't know, but that's a seven. I must have said, you know. But as
0: as the years go on, that number goes down, right? <laughs> well, I hope not. I, 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 don't, I don't think. Here's the thing. I feel like seven is not.
1: We're not too talking high standards. We're not talking like seven on like attractiveness. I don't think. We're, we're Are not? we? I, feel I, like, I think I we're assume. talking like on the hot crazy matrix. So maybe, oh. it's like, so maybe it's like a seven. Wait, is there like an in-between? I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe it is like a seven, just a seven attractive, but what's the craziness part of it? I don't have a, I don't have it memorized.
0: So I don't know. Yeah. Wow. This is controversial indeed. Uh, not really. It could be worse. There's worse ones I could have read. If you haven't seen, the, I stand the by hot, it. if you haven't seen the hot crazy matrix, go watch it. Oh, absolutely. It's hilarious. hilarious. It's hilarious. And, I think there's
1: a, there's a couple of them now. Uh, there's a guy's one too. It's like yeah. the, the cute rich matrix or something because oh, really? or like the cute money matrix. Cause what like, if I don't
0: fall into either of those?
1: <laughs> well, basically it states that for how much money you have versus like how cute you are, like there is a correlation. You have to be like something like that. But then as soon as you pass a certain, num- a certain amount of, of finances of, of richness then the cute factor does not matter at all and it just becomes a flat line oh so like so you, once you, you f- surpass a certain level of of finances of rich on the rich the the money matrix uh or the money axis then it just becomes a re- the other axis just becomes irrelevant you're just an automatic winner for them that's that's how that matrix works
0: oh so does the money end up trumping looks no matter what in the end
1: absolutely uh, after a certain after a certain
0: point According, so you according to that matrix. So, so what if you had someone that was like model quality and one ago, but they had the same amount of money? Uh,
1: you'd have to find them on the matrix. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, okay. Yeah, it depends. How much money is that? If it's a ton, of, if it's past the level, they don't they don't quantify it. But if it's past the level of which looks don't matter, then they're both a go for it because they're rich. But if it's less than that, under that level, and they have the same amount of money, then the looks are for sure the one you go for according to okay. that matrix. Okay. Is that how women think? I will never know. It was a man who put this together. Seems accurate though. Yeah, it's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to, we're just going to hope for that money part. You know, we're just going to have to see what our, our female listeners think if that one's accurate. Uh, we're gonna, yeah. But as men, we can verify uh, the hot crazy matrix has definitely some validity to it.
0: Yeah. It's kind of sad. <laughs>
1: I feel like we're talking about this too long. <laughs> nah, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's all fine. Just go watch those videos and you'll understand and maybe you won't think we're as crazy as you already think we are.
0: But we are. But we are. Dude, you want to know the worst thing about quarantine right now?
1: What's the worst thing?
0: So you know how I teach a class, right?
1: I, I do know.
0: Okay. You remember back in the day when you would have to do discussion boards? Yes. And like you would never post anything that actually mattered? Yes. And then you would have to reply with a reply that doesn't actually matter. Yes, indeed. Okay, definitely. All of my replies. Right, they're all just like, "Oh, I agree with you." <laughs> I like that you said this. Yes, okay. making
1: up interesting fact here that teacher will think.
0: So, so, so you know how annoying that was to do as a student. Hundred percent. Do you understand how much worse it is to grade them and actually have to read them? <laughs> <laughs> How much worse was so much worse. <laughs> I will never complain about doing a discussion board again in my life. Well, you're done with them after this year. Still. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, Wes, PSA PSA, PSA to everyone everywhere. You do not deserve to complain <laughs> because it's not that bad. Should we, should we do a little life update for people? I feel like, I don't know if we have in a while with this virus thing going on. Uh Wes, what is, what is your, what does your next few months look like? Well, I don't get to walk in graduation now, which is like kind of sad, but I also don't really care that much. Right.
1: Grad school um, graduation,
0: be clear, right? Correct. And I'm job hunting, which I don't know if job hunting is going to be weird because of Corona. Maybe. Maybe so. Where Where specifically are you looking for jobs? Everywhere. Remember, we're talking not just to me. <laughs> in the state of Indiana. Okay. What kind of jobs are you looking for, Wes? Well, I'd like to be a four H educator, but honestly anything that pops up that gives me a paycheck right now is probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hear Walmart's iron. No, that's not it. <laughs> so that's that. I'm also I'm going back to that summer camp, you know. Yeah. And they told us the other day that they are not canceling for Corona, so I will be there.
1: Well, you know, uh Augusta National
0: did also say they were not postponing about a week before they postponed, so things could nope. happen. I know. They said they told us, they said, no matter what the stipulations are, we will just find creative ways to meet them. Cool beans. So that's what it's looking like. Are you excited? For what?
1: I don't know. This whole, this whole new thing that you're doing, you're graduating grad school in mm-hmm. with a degree in with a master's degree in education, correct? Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to help, help you out <laughs> by explaining things that didn't get explained <laughs> 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 because I know that I know all these things. True, um, true, true. and and then you will be getting a job moving somewhere yeah yeah that's stressful stressful
0: it and is
1: what it is i as well have some have some things going on now um, mm-hmm. that are going to make our our recording schedule a little tougher just to update the listeners on on the podcast and, and on me especially uh so i'll be uh i actually got laid off for my job, when the thing that shall not be named that um, sounds like that sounds like La Llorona. La When that kind of said on, I got laid off. But that's not that's not all all bad news. I mean, it's bad news, but like the good news is, I did get offered a job with the ministry down in Orlando, Florida, um, for a, like a it's like an internship year. Then after that, I'll get a chance to decide if I want to do another year, or if I decide if I want to come on staff full time, or do something else, or do something else. So. So I've committed to that year, so I'll be starting there August 1st, moving to Orlando. And over the summer, I'll be raising support for that. So that's that's what that looks like. So we're going to be in different places over the summer. We're going to try to keep some things rolling. Um, I don't know how it's going to look over the summer. I think you're probably not going to get consistent episodes from us over the summer. Maybe no, maybe a maybe a BMC or something. Maybe we can get, get a BMC every now and then. I don't know. But yeah, maybe we can get you to watch a movie or something, and then we can... Um, do a BMC every now and then. I don't know what that'll look like, but uh, maybe I'll grab Corey or to do an episode to fill in for you every now and then as well. Just, just so we can keep, you know, keep the content flowing, keep the content flowing a little bit, semi-consistently. And then once we're both kind of settled in, um, I think once we're both kind of settled in him and his job, um, and then I'll be settled in down in Florida then we'll be back to norman we're, we're hope we're hoping we'll be able to get back to norman a little bit recording remotely obviously and then maybe uh every other week maybe not every week but that that's the goal that's the goal we'll get it figured out we are committed to this thing i guess if nothing else we just love getting a chat so
0: why not record it you know is that exactly so you are so planning to keep will. it going you will all just be hearing our friendship grow.
1: <laughs> Plus, we're over a quarter of the way to 100, and that's kind of, you know... We have to do it. We got to do it. We got to do it. And we still, haven't had, uh, we still haven't had anybody from the Goofy movie on yet, so we're definitely not stopping. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, Wes, we have got a really fun and relevant topic for today, and that mm-hmm. is ranking our top 10 sports movies for you guys to watch while there is no sports on television. So we're going to jump right into that in just a second. beans all right Wes. we have in front of us we have compiled a list of our top 10 sports movies to help you guys with some sports content while quarantining um because there is no sports no live sports unless you're into like i don't know axe e- throwing or esports yeah or esports yes for sure that that's probably getting huge right about now honestly if they ever honestly, want yeah. if they ever want tv ratings this is the time but I know ESPN is actually playing a lot of Disney's old uh, sports movies. They have actually a pretty good catalog of sports movies. So if you want to go to Disney Plus, a lot of these are on there. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are not. But, West, I didn't realize how many sports movies that I really like, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. It's hard. Because at first I was like, oh, I don't love sports movies that much. And then I started ranking them. And you know what? I've got like... Literally one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I've got like thirteen honorable mentions, Wes. Perry, that's a lot. <laughs> Those are honorable mentions. All right, but this is gonna be great. And I think what do you want to do? Do you want to just state our movie, read the synopsis, and then just get talking about it? That's yeah. probably the way to do that. All right, who is going to go first? Wes? I guess, first of all, it's episode 29. Who did we think of for us, an athlete, to represent episode 29? Oh, no, it was Eric Berry. Yeah, our episode 29, the Eric Berry episode. We we both really respect Eric Berry because of how he fought Hodgkin's lymphoma and he overcame a torn Achilles. And this dude needs to be on the NFL roster if the, if the NFL ever gets going again. So, the Eric Berry episode. All right, Wes, who's going first, you or me? You can go first. You want me to go first? All right. Wait, hang on. This is just a top 10, not a draft, right? Correct. This is top 10. So it does not matter. But, you know, one of us might want to talk about one of our absolute favorite movies before if like before the other gets a chance to. So but other than that, yeah, we're both going to get a chance to talk about all our movies. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. And I'm going to tell you right now uh, on my list. I've watched a lot of these that are on my list very recently, but some of them I haven't. Um, and I just had to trust my my gut. Some of the, the, the ones that I specifically hadn't watched since I was young, I tried to go back and watch before recording. So I've got a pretty fresh take on a lot of these, and especially my number 10 I have a really fresh take on. Because I watched it this morning, my number 10 is Glory Road from 2006. Nice. After being appointed the new coach of the 1966 Texas Western, Miners Don Haskins, played by Josh Lucas, decides to build a team. Based on talent rather than race, the conservative townsfolk balk at the new racially diverse lineup despite the fact that the team is winning all their games. When black players like Bobby Joe Hill, played by Derek Luke, and team captain Harry Flournoy, played by Mahad Brooks, begin to dominate the court with flashy moves the racial tension increases, jeopardizing the future of the team. So, Wes, I had, I had re- really, really fond memories of this movie going into it. Um, yeah. I will say it let me down just a little bit when I watched it today, mainly because it's, it's such a powerful story and a really important story to tell. But when I watched it this morning, I kind of felt like it was written by someone who has no idea about basketball. who does not watch basketball at all. That's really? kind of what, what it felt like to me. You know, just different things, different things a coach says, just dialogue especially, which is what kind of drive me nuts. The dialogue did not sound very... Like they, I don't know, just didn't sound like they they talk basketball a lot. Uh, I mean, for example, um, the coach gets on a player at one point for how he executes the jump ball at the beginning of the game, like the tip. Mm -hmm. Like he loses the tip and the coach goes uh, something like, you couldn't jump over a blah, 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 jump that high. What You know, like the coach gets on him for the jump ball. I don't know. That's just something that never would happen in basketball. They don't care that much about the jump ball at the beginning of the game. Um I just feel like a lot of a lot of the like I don't know. There was one um one of the big storylines is that at the beginning of the game, it's kind of stereotypical, Josh Lucas, the coach, uh Don Haskins, excuse me, Josh Lucas is the actor, once his team to play fundamental basketball, not play flashy, not play um, hero ball, whatever. And Bobby Joe Hill is kind of a flashy guy. He wants to play kind of a showboaty style. And at one point he literally he crosses in between his legs to get by a guy for a layup. And then it goes to the coach and he's like, none of that, none of that showboating. You know, it's just a between the legs crossover. Come on. Is that actually showboating? <laughs> like, are you serious right now? I don't know. But it's such an important story though. Mm -hmm. that and you get to really see how this team handles um the racial tension and injustice shown against them um it's a good
0: story have you seen this one i have seen this one i think i agree that he doesn't probably it's less about basketball and just more about the people
1: yeah yeah
0: i mean like with just a good underdog basketball story inside right it, it it
1: does come like at you quickly, like you feel like you're just following the story of the players and just watching them as they win games, and then all of a sudden they're in the national championship, yeah, like the 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 like build up to that doesn't really doesn't really grab you you don't really you don't really follow along with exactly where the team is at any given point. It's like they win their first game, and and everybody's like, oh, they're you know they won they barely beat a bad team, and then all of a sudden they're playing the number four team in the nation you know, like right after that and beating Mm -hmm. them. So uh, it just escalates really quickly and you can't really follow along with exactly where the team is, but you're following the development of the players and how they're coming to grips with, you know, what they're dealing with. So it's a really, really powerful story. Maybe not executed as well as some other race um, uh, messages in sports, but solid movie. I I had a tough time because, you know, number 10 is the spot where with my 13 honorable mentions, like they're all fighting for that spot. But I figured I'd rather put Glory Road in my number 10 since I just saw it rather than putting a movie that I haven't seen in years and years in there just assuming that I'd like it more. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I got so. you. Cool. Wes,
0: you're number 10. All right. Are you ready? Always. Perry, at Number 10, I have The Karate Kid from 1984. Nice. The Karate Kid. Let me... Oh, the synopsis is real short here. We got... So we got Boyna's mother moved to California for her new job. Struggles to fit in, as we all know. And a group of karate students start to bully him for dating a rich girl from their clique. And it's up to Mr. Miyagi to teach him karate. And of course, we know he goes to the karate competition, has his leg destroyed, totally wins. So yep. we're talking about the old
1: classic. We're not talking about the Jay, Jaden Smith one. Absolutely not. We Good. are doing the classic. <laughs> Although that song, Never Say Never, is a bop. (laughs) Though he's bigger than me, stronger than me, and he's, you know, whatever, whatever. All right, no. This is the real Karate Kid, and this is the one that deserves to be on the list. Good pick, Wes. Good pick.
0: I think even though the remake's not great, you can give the original some more credit by the fact that it got a remake. Like, that's kind of a big deal.
1: Yeah. When was the last time you watched this one, Wes? Oh, it's probably been two, three years yeah honestly but it's so good i think my favorite scene in that movie has gotta be well i think it's probably the wax on wax off honestly
0: oh i love the wax on wax off. like he's
1: like at the beginning he just thinks he's doing a bunch of chores for for mr miyagi right and then Mm -hmm. and then those turn into the moves what were some of the other ones like chores he was doing
0: there was paint he was painting
1: painting he had like Um, towel
0: right yep yeah and what else did he do there were some other menial chores. And didn't Mr. Miyagi have him like fix a car? Or did I imagine that? I, I mean, definitely wax the car. I don't know about fix
1: the car. Uh, it has a really nice soundtrack, too. I'm going to look it up who did, the, who did the soundtrack. 1984. Let's see. I'm trying to look at the soundtrack here. There's some really... Uh, it's just a compilation, really, of just some good quality songs. Um, you've got, like... You know the moment of truth by Survivor. You've got No Shelter by Broken Edge. You've got Feel the Night by Baxter Robinson. There's a lot of uh, desire. You're the best is in it by Joe Esposito. If hey, yeah. So just a lot of good quality like old songs that get you get you hyped for oh, what's yeah. going on. So cool, good pick. Yeah. good. Pick. Thank you. I like it. I like it. All right, let's move on to number nine my number nine this is one that i'm certain you don't have on your list okay um it is a documentary uh and it is a rock climbing documentary that actually won 2018's best documentary in the uh academy awards it's called free solo Mm -hmm. you've heard of it i haven't seen it but i've heard of it i believe it's on disney plus i think disney bought the rights to distributing it is it a national is it by national nat geo well so i don't think nat geo like did it like I think it was filmed by like it was definitely Jimmy Chin who is kind of a an independent videographer the synopsis of it is professional rock climber Alex Honnold attempts to conquer the first free solo cr- free solo climb of famed El Capitan's 900 meter vertical rock face at Yosemite National Park Wes well, this, this documentary is actually pretty hype it's basically just following Eddie, Eddie, Eddie basically just follows Alex Honnold for uh, a few years, maybe like three years, five years, something like that. He's, he's, he's been a, like one of the best rock climbers in the world for a couple of years now. Like it, it starts, they, the video crew starts with him as he's like not a big deal at all. Mm-hmm. And then, and then kind of somewhere along the line, um, like people discover him, his, how good he is at rock climbing. He gets on like magazines. He starts like talking to people in, like classes um he like starts dating a girl in the middle of this documentary um but the whole time it's about like him uh trying to figure out how he can free solo which means climb without any harness or anything uh, just by himself free no, solo this biggest vertical rock face in the world which he has climbed many times with equipment you know but he has never free soloed it and nobody has ever free soloed it before. So uh, it's all about that. And there's actually some legitimate, like it's, it's a real life thing. So there's a lot of legitimate struggles that you go through his, he gets injured multiple times from falling. I mean, it's just, it's just life. And I think it's, it, it was a, it was a good ride, honestly. Like I, I really enjoyed what I got out of that movie.
0: Good. I'm glad. Well, Perry, my number nine you would find on the Ocho. What what is it? It's dodgeball.
1: Uh yes. Okay. Debatable. But no. it is it is a sport on uh, people do play it competitively, so it
0: is so good. Here, let me let me all right, are you ready? Yes. White goodman, Ben Stiller is the owner and founder of Globo Gym and would love nothing more than owning Average Joe's Gymnasium. Peter Lafleur, Vince Vaughn, doesn't want to lose his gym to Goodman but can't find a way to get $50,000 in time. Peter and his gang of gym buddies think of ways to raise money, finally settling on winning a dodgeball tournament. White Goodman retaliates by creating his own dodgeball team to finish off Peter. Peter's team doesn't do too well until legendary ADAA champ Patches O'Houlihan turns up ready to train them. (laughs) This it's so funny, (laughs) Wes. It's so funny. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Hmm. If you can dodge a car, you can dodge a ball. So I went a whole different way with with most of mine
1: on this list, Wes. I I didn't go with much comedy. I'm going to spoil that right now. Um, But yeah, this is a solid movie. I've seen it only once. Um, It was with
0: me, wasn't it? Yes, a couple years ago. Did I make you watch it? Yep, did I had it on DVD. Yes, it was you. Oh, Perry, I laugh so hard during this movie. It's so funny. You're a big Vince Vaughn guy, aren't you? I do like Vince Vaughn quite a lot. My whole family does. Okay. Yeah. He's, it's, I remember, Perry, I remember watching this in theaters in 2004.
1: How old were you? Seven. <laughs> Your parents were incredibly lenient apparently <laughs> but i mean i guess Corey was watching uh simpsons as an elementary schooler so whatever i'm not here to judge i'm just here to talk about movies so yeah That's was a good one That's was a good it's, one it's so good we love michelle we love white goodman if this one turned up at the top of your list though i would have i would have fought you so oh, nine nine's okay nine's okay it is it's above karate kids so that's a little tough but
0: but yeah that's all right it, it had I will my, my thing is I would be quicker to watch dodgeball than I would be to watch the karate Kid. that's a good point yeah. yeah that's how I am with a lot of a lot of
1: like epic movies like like gladiator I freaking love but it's a long hard watch and I'd more frequently watch like uh emperor's new groove right <laughs> over over that but that doesn't mean I like emperor's new groove more than I like gladiator of course so. of course yeah <clears throat> Cool. Dodgeball. Good pick. Number eight. Moving on. So this is a football movie. My first football movie. The first football movie picked. In 1970, Marshall University in the small town of Huntington, West Virginia, when a plane crash claims Mm -hmm. the lives of 75 of the school's football players, staff, and boosters. New coach Jack Lingill, played by Matt McConaughey, arrives on the scene in March 1971, determined to rebuild Marshall's thundering herd and heal a grieving community in the process this is another one based on a true story similar to glory road um a lot of mine on this list are in that kind of manner but it's it's a tough watch um at the beginning but it's also like a really feel-good movie and it's got probably the best the best cast of of any of the classic um based on a true story sports Mm -hmm. films um matt mcconaughey just kind of owns it as he usually does and he plays for one of the few times in his career, he plays somebody that is a little different. Like, he has to act a little bit, you know? Yeah. He he, <laughs> he, has can't, to just be,
0: he can't just be Matt McConaughey.
1: Right, exactly. He has to act like a tough football coach that he, I mean, he is Southern. He's got the kind of uh, redneck thing going on. Matthew Fox, Anthony Mackey, Ian McShane, Kate Mara david strathairn i don't know him actually as well but the other names i know i'm familiar with Uh, i mean anthony mackie is is falcon Mm -hmm. so yep but yeah they're just it's it's a really good cast first of all but second of all it's a really touching movie uh watching a team that literally is starting from scratch that Mm -hmm. just lost everybody Um, everybody overcome and it's based on a true story we all we all are familiar with that uh with the story of that plane crash so i haven't seen this one in a while i did this is not one i watched this week unfortunately because it's not uh streamable immediately for me Mm -hmm. but i love it i remember having fond memories of it the last time i watched it probably four years ago so number eight on my list i didn't want to put it too high just because you know the time of not watching it can can do things um but it's 2006 and i've got a lot of 2006 movies on here so there was a lot of good sports
0: movies between like 2002 and like eight
1: yeah i believe we uh glory road is also 2006 so it is yeah yeah cool that's a tear that's a tearjerker for sure yes definitely it's a good football movie uh i think a lot of football movies are Sometimes football movies are too stereotypical Uh, sports movies in general. A lot of times just have very, just very predictable, but this one's got a little more, I think a little more genuine heart to it than some. Yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: Cool. All right, Perry. What are we on? Number eight, number eight. Sorry, I lost my list. All right, Perry, you know, the two of us, which one of us likes racing more me? No, it's me. Oh, uh, okay. So number eight, number eight is going to be Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Nice. All right. I knew this was going to be on your list. Not a surprise. It's so funny. It's so funny. NASCAR stock car racing sensation. Ricky Bobby is a national hero because, his, because of his win-at-all-cost approach. You know, if you ain't first, you're last. He and his loyal racing partner, childhood friend Cal Notton Jr., are a fearless duo, shake and bake by their fans for their ability to finish so many races in one and two with Cal always in second place. When flamboyant French Formula One driver Jean Girard... <laughs> Sasha Baron it. Cohen. <laughs> for the supremacy Ricky of... Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Ricky <laughs> Bobby. Ricky Bobby must face his own demons and fight Girard for the right to be known as racing's top driver. I will say, as a diehard NASCAR fan, this is not accurate. <laughs> it's Cars 2. <laughs> no, it's way better <laughs> You're right, it is. Um... But one thing I do love about it is they put real NASCAR drivers in it and they did their, they went to real tracks and did the filming and there is nothing. I mean, it's pretty great when you have a legendary moment like John Gerard and Ricky Bobby running to the finish line. <laughs> everyone true. knows that. Everyone knows that scene. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. it's so good. Also has Amy Adams in it, which like, She's a real
1: actress. Although, yeah, that was a strange one. She was not big yet. This is not a role she would take today.
0: No, definitely not.
1: She is too good to be in that role. And you you recognize it now. You're like right. you're, you're like she's too good to play the stereotypical trophy girl. Yep. Um but in at the time, she wasn't that big a deal. This was what 04, I think. I thought it was 06. Another 06? Wow. Yeah, but it's 06. Wow, so we got 3 06ers already. I think the best thing about this movie is the quotes. Oh, for sure! Sweet six-pound, eight-ounce baby Jesus. <laughs> Sweet six-pound, eight-ounce baby Jesus. Here's the deal: I'm the best there is. Plain and simple. I wake up in the morning, and I piss excellence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. I'm, actually, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up some some quotes. Oh man, I hope that the both of you have sons—handsome, beautiful, articulate sons. Who are talented and star athletes and they have their legs taken away. And I mean and I pray that you know that pain and that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. Dear eight ounces dear eight pounds, six ounces, newborn infant Jesus, don't even know a word yet. <laughs> Oh gosh.
0: It's so funny.
1: <laughs> help me Jesus, help me Jewish God, help me Allah. <laughs> help me Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise, use your witchcraft on me to get
0: the fire off me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like who wrote this thing?
0: It's I insane. feel like I feel like Wolf <laughs> Earl just improved it.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just looking around. Uh, yep. All right. Well, there's so many more.
0: If you need a good laugh during this quarantine time
1: absolutely that is such a great movie it's a funny one it's not a powerful one it's not gonna not gonna get your heart thinking not gonna not gonna make you feel things really but you're gonna laugh and that's what we need fun things that's what we need sometimes Wes has got the the funny list so far and mine is the more based on a true story list so far i've
0: got some i've got some real ones coming up don't worry okay
1: well i'm going away from the the uh non-fiction for this next one all right um because i'm going with i so i wrote down creed slash creed 2 because mm-hmm. i think they're very comparable they're both very good uh i'm only including one on the list and so i'm just putting creed but they're both they're both pretty equally good so creed adonis johnson played by michael b Jordan. Never knew his famous father, boxing champion Apollo Creed, who died before Adonis was born. However, boxing is in his blood, so he seeks out Rocky Balboa uh, and asks the retired champ to be his trainer. Mm. Rocky sees much of Apollo in Adonis and agrees to mentor him, even as he battles an opponent deadlier than any in the ring. With Rocky's help, Adonis soon gets a title shot, but whether he has the true heart of a fighter remains to be seen. So, Creed, 2015 spinoff of the rocky series and it's really good wes have you seen these i have not seen a single rocky related movie wow that is insane and we are doing this ranking yeah just keep that in mind guys because if you had then they might make the list but creed first of all michael b jordan this is his best performance that i've seen him in i think i mean he's solid in 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 black panther but this is way better he's he's way better as creed and don't even get me started on tessa thompson she is so good and you get to see her just be like she is the love interest so you know there's a little bit of of um, a box there for the love interest of the main character. But at the same time, you get to see her put a little of her own character and her own passion into her character. Mm-hmm. So she's not just your stereotypical love interest like most, um, though she does have to kind of stay in a box because she is a side character. She's not the main character. However, yeah, Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone are both, they have really good chemistry. It's, a, it's a, for somebody who's seen all the other Rocky movies, especially, it's really good. Um, but you I think wes I think you could just watch Creed without watching the Rockies and still appreciate it. You wouldn't have quite the emotional um background on right. why this relationship's important. Who is Apollo Creed, who is Adonis Johnson's father? They're both solid, although you know there's been so many boxing movies, and you kind of run out of narratives, yeah. So Creed is basically the same plot um, as Rocky, but with a little extra twists in there um, as the original Rocky movie. And, you know, the movie Real Steel is a good one that I like as well. It's not on my list, but um, it has the same plot as those Mm -hmm. And the movie. I mean, there's plenty of other movies in the kind of boxing realm that have the exact same plot as as the original Rocky movie. so, yeah, it's just like, I mean, even Rocky uh, 6, I think, has has the same plot as Rocky 1. So, it's just like, you know, you run out of narratives after a while. Um, and Creed 2 is pretty similar to, to Rocky 4. So, mm. they, 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 you run out of narratives, but that doesn't mean it's not heartfelt, it's not good. And especially if you like the Rocky series, you will, you enjoy Creed.
0: Oh, man. All right, Perry. My funny bones are not leaving just yet. What do we got, Wes? What comedy? We got kicking and screaming? No. It's oh. a it, it's it's something it's a very Wes movie. Can you take a guess? Kingpin. It is Kingpin.
1: Nailed it. <laughs> Kingpin,
0: Woody Harrelson, Bill Murray. So good. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Roy Munson was way was raised to be the best bowler in the world, trained early on by his father. But fellow bowler. Ernie McCracken and a misunderstanding with some rough punks leaves poor Roy with the loss of his bowling hand. There's nothing worse than that. (laughs) Not to let this get him down. He gets a prosthetic hand and and becomes a traveling salesman, but it's really all downhill for him from that night on until one day he meets Ishmael who is Amish and sneaks away from the farm to bowl. Because if you're an Amish, you know, you can't do that. Roy convinces Ishmael to let him be his trainer and he'll make him the best bowler the world's ever seen. Reluctantly, Ishmael agrees to go on the road and shortly afterwards actually finds that life outside the farm is quite fun. Soon their paths cross with that of Ernie McCracken, who is still a top ranking bowler. While Roy's career and life have landed in the toilet bowl, Ernie is still drawing huge crowds and all the babes. They both square off for the ultimate bowling championship.
1: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. This movie is exactly as it sounds. It is silly, um, but it's also kind of a culty cult classic. Yep. And you are that cult,
0: Wes. I am. It is all me all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> another one you, you showed not. me. What? This is another one that you showed me. I think it is. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh, it's so fun. My my absolute favorite sequence is it is in that that last bowling match with and Bill Murray and. Every time he throws a shot, his hair is messed up in a different way, and it's more extreme every time. <laughs> and I just think it's the funniest thing. And it also hits close to home to me because I grew up bowling and I grew up near a bunch of Amish people. So <laughs> it's it's literally my life, Perry. In a movie. <laughs> nice. Let's see, what did it get on IMDb? That'll be an interesting thing to see. It came out it got a six point nine. I feel like that's not that bad. It got a forty three from Metacritic. Is that good or bad? It's a 50% Rotten Tomatoes, so yeah, not super good. I mean, it's definitely not not great, but it's so funny. Also, who doesn't love Woody Harrelson?
1: Uh, I mean, it's a valid point. It's a valid point. Woody Harrelson's solid. I told you that one of my friend's moms dated Woody Harrelson in college. I know. I think that's bonkers. <laughs> At Hanover. <laughs> my sister has been watching the, um, uh, what is it? Hunger Games series again. It's literally—I'm pretty sure it's the only thing in the world that she actually likes or has expressed liking. You know, she's a teenager; she hates everything, but (laughs) she—but she loves the Hunger Games series. So Woody Harrelson's in that, and he might just be playing himself. I don't know in that in that series, the trilogy.
0: Oh, I hope not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, but Kingpin. Yeah, watch that if you need another good laugh. But it is probably not as. Not as universally adored as and Knights* in the comedy realm. But Wes is a bowler, if you guys don't know. You know what I've noticed, Barry? I haven't picked a mainstream sport yet. No, you've got bowling, racing, dodgeball, and karate.
0: <laughs>
1: where I've got basketball, rock climbing, and boxing. But I also, I've got basketball and football covered already.
0: All of my all of my sports belong on ESPN 8. B-O-K-O. <laughs> Wes, my number six is
1: a mainstream sport and it is very close uh, because it is all about our state takes place in our state and Ah. takes place in an era when my dad was in high school. So a lot of his friends were actually like people he knew were actually in this movie as extras. Mm -hmm. Um, It is Hoosiers. Nice basketball movie. It's actually pretty like mainstream. Like people know about this movie, but In Indiana, this is a sacred movie in sports um, because it's Indiana high school basketball um, in the 1980s. Small town. like So here's the synopsis. Failed college coach Norman Dale, played by Gene Hackman, gets a chance at redemption when he is hired to direct the basketball program, program at a high school in a tiny Indiana town called Hickory. After a teacher, played by Barbara Hershey, persuades star player Jimmy Chitwood, to quit and focus on his long-neglected studies. Dale struggles to develop a winning team in the face of community criticism for his temper and his unconventional choice of his assistant coach, Shooter, played by Dennis Hopper, who is a notorious alcoholic. So, Hoosiers. Man, this is the most Indiana movie you will see. I had not seen it in probably... 10 years or so um yeah. until i watched it earlier this week and it's not great uh in terms of like as a movie the cinematography is is pretty simple pretty cheap the acting spotty at best but it's small town indiana basketball and you gotta love it uh for mm-hmm. us you know us us guys who grew up in indiana and like the schools they're facing like we know the names of them um right. we're familiar with them it's pretty cool in that way and uh you know the pacers the indiana pacers play with hickory jerseys in honor of this yeah. movie it's a big deal so and they play it you know the final game is in um butler Fieldhouse, which was is now called hinkle Fieldhouse. and you know most of us mm-hmm. I, i've been to a game there i don't know if west you've been, maybe been to a game there but so we're just—it's just all Indiana, and we can relate. And so that's didn't quite make my top five. I thought it might, but another one I watched this week actually jumped it. Uh, so we'll get there. But that's my number six,
0: Hoosiers. We love Hoosiers. Did you know our our good friend Big Beefy refuses to watch it? Why is that? Because it's called Hoosiers.
1: <sighs> yeah, but Big Beefy and his brother Little Beef, um, which those are their names. In fact, um, the only names that that people call them. They both, uh, in terms of NFL football, are will only root for the Saints because... Of Drew Brees. Drew Brees, who is a Purdue grad, is the Saints quarterback. And it drives me up the wall when people are like that because you have a hometown team, NFL team, in your backyard in the Indianapolis Colts, and you, you don't care about football enough to root for them, but you love college football enough that you just pick a guy and he goes to any random... St- team and all of a sudden you're a diehard for them
0: his loss you know it is it is it's not very beefy of you big beefy that's it's just too it's just too bad (laughs) all right perry my number six i am finally knocking off the funny bones and i am picking invincible with mark Wahlberg.
1: good pick good pick this is This was uh, spoiler alert, the one that got knocked off my list this week. I had it on my list, so this is my first honorable mention. Invincible is, but I haven't seen it in a while, but
0: I have very fond memories of it. Yeah. All right, here we go. In the summer of 1976, 30 year old Vince Papal or is it Vince Papali? Papali. Papali is having a tough run of luck. He's been working as a substitute teacher for two days a week. But has just found out that his job has been eliminated because of budget cuts. His wife gives up on him, saying he'll never amount to anything, and asks for a divorce. He works as a bartender and plays football with his friends. When the new coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Dick Vermeil, announces that he will hold open trials for the team, Vince reluctantly decides to give a try based on a true story. Yes, yes, this is a true story.
1: Good. It's a really solid movie. It's on Disney Plus as well. So, yeah, sports.
0: Then that is a good one to go with for sure. I, I feel like I've seen this one several times, probably like four or five at least.
1: See, there's a, they, they infuse a little bit of, of emotion into this movie, and but but the reason that I took it out is just because I feel like the story itself is just not quite as strong as some of the others. Um, it's literally just a, it's literally a 30 year old that gets a chance uh, through an open tryout to play for the Eagles. It's it's cool it's a big deal it's a great well really well done movie Mark Wahlberg Mark Wahlberg is solid the story is just not quite as powerful as the one that ended up jumping it into the list for me
0: I just love how Mark Wahlberg is required to like run and be jacked in every single movie he's in
1: <laughs> Yeah I guess so all of those ones we talked about uh with uh um, uh, what's his name? Oh, Peter Berg. Peter Berg, the director who has him in like every single war movie he's ever made. Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> it's a good movie though. Also from, also from 2006. Yes. Yes. Another 2006er. I don't know if Elizabeth Banks is in it. She's kind of famous. Um... Uh, Yeah. She's she's speaking of Hunger Games, right? Isn't she? is that her? Oh, is that her? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, she's the one that's a, she's a Giants fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's just too bad.
1: <laughs> yep. All right. You know, that's a good one. And I'm going to move on to the one that I was talking about uh, that ended up jumping into my list from off the list. This one I had not watched since I was about 12 years old and it meant just very little to me back then. But but now I watched it uh, three days ago and I was like, this is such an important movie and it's Remember the Titans.
0: Oh, good old Denzel. Yeah, so
1: people, um, you know, when people are thinking of their favorite sports movies, this one comes up a lot. Um, when we posted on our Instagram, this one came up quite a few times. But I uh, never thought, in my mind, I didn't think super fondly of it. And that, I think it's just because the last time I watched it, I was so young, I didn't. I didn't feel the story on race relations quite as powerfully... Uh, Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe when I was so that I was that young, maybe I just didn't didn't experience it firsthand, um, and didn't understand it as much. In in Virginia, high school football is a way of life, an institution revered. Each game celebrated more lavishly than Christmas. Each playoff distinguished more grandly than any national holiday. And with such recognition comes powerful emotions. In 1971, high school football was everything to the people of Alexandria, Virginia. But when the local school board was forced to integrate all black an all-black school with an all-white school. They found the, the very foundation of football's greatest tradition uh, was put to the test. This is starring Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. He is so good. Uh, really right off the bat, he sets the tone for the whole movie with how he is introduced to the white uh, coaching staff and parents and basically sets the tone for, like, I'm in charge here. They brought me in to coach football. That's what I'm going to do. The best players are going to play. It doesn't matter if they're white. doesn't matter if they're black. I'm going to coach them all the same way. Um, Sounds it a lot like Glory Road. A little bit, but Glory Road, I think, is a lot less about uh, the players learning to work together. Mm-hmm. The players in Glory Road, I found, had an easier job um, coming together naturally, working together as a team. There wasn't as much tension. Where I think, remember, the Titans it's like 80% of that tension is within the team learning because it's half and half black and white. The team is, yeah. and they have to learn to work as a team, to love each other, to be friends with each other. Um, the story of Julius and Gary, the two basically, basically the captain of the team, Gary, and the probably most, the best player from that black school, and Julius, and they're both defensive uh, linebackers, and they they carry that that squad basically on their shoulders of like the in terms of leadership, and their their journey of like coming together is also kind of like a metaphor for the rest of the team. So, it, yeah. Whereas Glory Road is a lot more like them dealing with the outside. Mm-hmm. Remember, the Titans is coming together uh, as a team, and there's a little bit of outside as well, mostly with the parents and. Um, But yeah, really solid, really important, really important, um, I think, of a movie to watch to really understand that issue a little better from the the 1970s, Deep South. It's a good, it's an oldie but a goodie. When was it? When did it come out? Uh, Not that old. It's probably 2000, maybe 99. I'm going to look. Yeah, 2000. Okay, yeah. Honestly, I thought it was a little newer than that. But okay. Ryan Gosling is in it, by the way, as a young Ryan Gosling. He's a football player. He's not even that big of a character. But that one was surprised. That one surprised me. I was like, "Wait, this little kid, this Ryan Gosling, twenty yeah. years ago."
0: Yeah. Dang. All right, Perry. Well, you and your uh, seriousness. Let me lighten it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Number five. The greatest golf movie of all time, Happy Gilmore. Uh, Okay, I will will beg to differ on that, but I do love Happy Gilmore. (laughs) Um, Hockey player wannabe finds out that he has the most powerful golf drive in history, joins the PGA Tour to make some money to save grandma's house. The downside is that his hockey player mentality doesn't really go on the PGA Tour, especially with the favorite to win the championship. Um, I think this might be my favorite Adam Sandler movie really wow uh, yeah. okay i i really like i now pronounce you chuck and larry a lot but like i mean this is a good one
1: i i can't think i'm trying to think of ones that i might like more and this is probably it honestly this is probably the best one
0: um i about have a crying fit from laughing every time he fights bob barker oh yeah absolutely um i love the villain shooter mcgavin and i just love how much he hates happy and it's hilarious and just like he when he learns the on the movie itself is the only part about it i don't like is at the end when he has to do like the mini golf style putt off the announcer stand that fell down (laughs) (laughs) true it gets kind of weird it does get kind of weird but it's not
1: supposed to be like a realistic sports movie like he's playing with a hockey stick
0: yeah have you ever tried to putt with a hockey stick is it possible
1: Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's possible, but they're curved, so it's not going to be easy.
0: Oh, you're right. I think also, Perry, you were a golfer. Were? I meant like you were on its team. (laughs) Yeah, I don't play golf much anymore anyway. Have you ever attempted to do the Happy Gilmore run-up? Oh, yeah, for sure. Everybody has. Every golfer has. It's not easy. It's not easy i i knew a guy one time that could do it just about every time it's impressive take some practice you can do it uh it's
1: i, I mean it's not gonna i mean you're gonna hit it farther a little bit if you do it right but not i mean you're not gonna hit it accurately is it legal uh yeah yeah i suppose so Nice. doesn't really, doesn't really matter
0: how you hit the ball as long as you hit the ball we love it. So yes, I'm picking Happy Gilmore. It's another good laugh. I'm currently realizing how my list is just happy-go-lucky, but it's fine. Yeah,
1: it's pretty lopsided. All right, we're on to our number fours. Big deal, big deal. We're, make, we're cruising, dude. We're cruising. All right, number four is an absolute classic. Man, I'm looking through, and I have... Mm, this. I, my, my list is very similar in types of movies. I'm going with another baseball movie. Wait, have I done a baseball movie? No, my first. Have, my first, first baseball a- movie. Field of Dreams. Ah. This one is a classic and it belongs on every list, I think. When Iowa farmer Ray, Kevin Costner, hears a mysterious voice one night in his cornfield saying, if you build it, he will come. He feels the need to act. Despite taunts of lunacy, Ray builds a baseball diamond on his land, supported by his wife Annie, played by Amy Madigan. Afterwards, the ghosts of great players start emerging from the crops to play ball, led by Shoeless Joe Jackson. But as Ray learns, this field of dreams is about much more than bringing former baseball greats out to play. I haven't seen this one for a few years, but I just know that is an absolute classic. Kevin Costner is great. It is it is meant so much to um, to the Midwest, Iowa, like baseball, like in general. I just feel like it's it's one you think of when you think of sports movies, when you think of classics Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, heck, they have the, the, the Field of Dreams field now out in Iowa in a cornfield, and they yep. play a baseball game there every year. At least they would if sports were a thing. But, yeah, solid movie. Love it. Everybody needs to check it out. It's, it's, a, it's a little slower. It's heartfelt. Uh, it's not one of Wes's comedy, Happy Little Go Luckies, but it is a great watch. 1989, an older one. I guess is, I, have, I have two wow. older ones now
0: so far. 89? Really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. All right, Barry, number four. I don't know if we've actually watched this one together, but I know that I'm a big fan. It is not Kevin Costner. as Tom Hanks, you know which one it is? Uh, what's that one called? Major League? Nope. Uh, League of their own. League of their own. Yeah, I forget. What, I forgot the name of that one. League of their own. Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> you not know, sure I, not sure if I've actually seen this one, to be honest. You know, I'm a big Rosie guy. I know you're a big Rosie guy. Also <laughs> in it is Madonna. Fun fact. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, during World War II, when all the men were fighting the war, most of the jobs that were left vacant because their absence were filled by women. Owners of the baseball teams didn't want baseball to be dormant indefinitely. So they decided to form teams with women. Scouts are sent all over the country to find women players. One of the scouts passes through Oregon and finds a woman named Dottie Henson. That's Gina Davis. Hmm. Um, who is incredible. He approaches her and asks her to try out, but she's not interested. However, her sister Kit, who wants to get out of Oregon offers to go, but he agrees only if she can get her sister to go. When they try out, they're chosen and are on the same team. Jimmy Dugan, a former player who's now a drunk is the team manager, but he doesn't feel as if it's a real job. So he drinks and is not exactly doing his job. So Dottie steps up after a few months, when it appears the girls are not garnering any attention, the league is facing closure until Dottie does something that fixes that. Um, I mean, it's based Um, on a real story, you know, it it is. Yeah. It's a real thing that happened. The, the race sign racing bells and the something peaches Hmm. were the two teams that focuses on the most and they're real teams. Um, you've got, they, they mainly have Madonna and, uh, Rosie O'Donnell in there as comic relief. So this was in the forties, correct? When the men were off in the war. Yeah. Yeah. But it was during world war two. Okay. Um, Tom Hanks plays a drunk and it's kinda of hysterical. Uh, my one of my one of the things my mom will do this thing where she pins certain attributes on actors and in this time period if you pay attention, uh Tom Hanks pees in every movie that he's in. Really? There's yeah, it happens in this movie, it definitely happens in Green the Green Mile. Uh, and there's at least one or two others where he's just got a peeing scene. Well, glad that your mom notices those. Yeah. It's a solid movie. I like it a
1: lot. Hey, guys, let's sit down and watch this Tom Hanks movie. We got we to keep an eye out just in case he, you know, pees. Got to watch for the peeing. Hey, done, the man's he hydrated. He zips his pants.
0: Let me know. The man's hydrated. What are you going to
1: do? <laughs> yeah, that's true. He stays hydrated. But yeah, it's a good story.
0: I haven't seen it, but I will. Yeah, I think I need to, though. I think, I I think you do. It's like, it's like half war movie. Not really though, because you never see any war scenes, but like there's soldiers coming in and coming out. So like it's half war movie in the part where you identify with the women whose husbands are gone, um, and then half sports movie as you're watching them play baseball. Okay. Cool, cool. Wes, I've got another
1: one that is based on a true story. It's based on a very, very old story, and it is the best golf movie ever made. Oh wait, can I can I guess? Sure. Is it the greatest game ever played? It is the greatest game ever played. With Shia LaBeouf, blue-collar Francis met fights class prejudice while mastering golf, a game guarded by the upper crust. Uh, employed as a caddy at the exclusive Brookline Country Club, Francis fine-tunes his skills during off hours. His father, Arthur, disapproves, but a few admirers help Francis enter the 1913 U.S. Open. The underdog competes against British star Harry Varden and finds common ground with his boyhood idol the film is based on true story. So yeah, this is, is the real true story of, uh, of the 1913 us open when amateur Francis, we met born and raised right outside of, uh, Brookline country club where the us open is being held Mm -hmm. and he works there. Um, this is New York, I believe, or New Jersey. Um, Oh, it's like Boston area. Okay. Yes. Boston area. Actually, it looks like the us open is returning there in 2022. So basically this is an era where the Europeans dominated golf, Harry Varden dominated golf and the U.S. US players weren't really, didn't really feel like they had a chance in the U S the only the United States best golf championship. But it's a story about a blue collar, uh worker, young kid, Francis. We met who takes on basically the legend. It's basically like if an amateur today were to beat Tiger woods to win at their hometown course, except for this time, it's like, it has, some patriotism is in it as well um and then some classism prejudice and whatnot i've watched this one probably 10 times in my life it's always on golf channel and I, i've always liked it chile buff solid like the cinematography is nothing special it's a little <laughs> the way they do golf like they film it like with following the golf ball as after it's hit you you know you have the camera right on the golf ball yeah. or, or as it's almost yeah. as if like the camera is the golf ball kind of similar to Happy Gilmore. I don't know. It's not that doesn't that's not the part that looks great, but I think it's a a good story and I enjoy watching it every time. My dad
0: loves that movie. Good. Good old Mark. So, yes, I have seen it several times and it is a good one. It's very good.
1: Shia LaBeouf.
0: We love Shia LaBeouf. We do. He's a meme. But he was good then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was (laughs) pre-meme. All right, Perry uh my top three i'm assuming two of them are movies you haven't seen really okay yeah so try me okay so my number three is what i think is the best nascar movie ever and it's days of thunder yeah you're right i haven't seen it ah (laughs) but it's tom cruise bro i i have heard of it that makes you feel any better only a little bit all right so you got tom cruise you got nicole Kidman. You got robert duvall um mm, okay solid cast came out in ninety nineteen ninety. 1990 um did you say this is the best NASCAR movie in your opinion it is yeah okay it's not competing with a lot <laughs> yeah although cars. a lot of people love a lot of people love the movie stroker ace but i haven't yeah. seen that in a long time let's be clear so. guys we're not including cars in this list no we're not days of thunder cole trickle is uh tom cruise's character um He's a hothead. He enters the high pressure world of NASCAR racing. His attitude gets him in trouble not only with other drivers, but members of his own team as well. So you follow Tom Cruise as Trickle, and he was an IndyCar driver that comes to stock car racing, which for those of you that aren't racing buffs, that's usually a big switch. And he had a lot of success over there, and then he comes to this new form of racing, he does bad, and he doesn't understand why. And so Robert Duvall, who plays his crew chief, Harry Hodge, kind of mentors him through the whole thing. And finally he ends up winning races and being good. How does Tom Cruise reach the pedals? Perry, if I can reach the pedals, so can Tom Cruise. <laughs>
1: oh man. I love when family guy has the, like there's a couple of Tom Cruise episodes. Yeah. <laughs> a little Tom um, Cruise.
0: But yeah, it's, it's really good. Obviously, you know, you got to have a love interest. So that's what Nicole Kidman is. Um, She's great though. She's a great actress. She is great. Uh, John C. Riley is also in it. In an action. Is he funny? Uh, he's got to be right. <laughs> is he Cal? Is he Cal, Naughton? <laughs> Cal Norton? Cal Naughton Jr. Before he existed. Jake <laughs> um, and Bake. But yeah, it's a good movie. It's definitely a little different. I think you kind of have to. You kind of have to be a NASCAR fan to actually really like it gotcha gotcha you could could probably watch it and think yeah that was a movie that i watched Mm. yeah 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 okay fair enough it only got a 6 out of 10 on imdb though it also came out in 1990 which tom cruise wasn't that cool then was he i don't know when did when did the first mission impossible come out i think
1: it was like 96 that's what i was thinking 96 but yeah go watch it and let us know what you think because i'm curious that's probably not one I'm going to go watch right away. Uh, but I, if, if everybody goes and watches it and tells me I need to, then maybe I will.
0: Perry, you should go watch it.
1: All right, we'll see. We'll see. Only if you go watch all of the Rocky movies. Deal? All right. Okay. Do that. <laughs> Bye tomorrow. Anyway, my number two, guys, another baseball movie. This one could be slightly debatable. It's, it's, it's well-loved, but maybe not to this level as like a number two. But my number two is The Rookie. Is that the one with the kid? I mean, there's a lot with the kid. No, this is not what you think. This is not Rookie of the Year. You're thinking of Rookie of the oh, Year. Oh, okay. This is the um, rookie. It's got Dennis Quaid. Here's here's the synopsis: A true story about a coach who discovers that it's never too late for dreams to come true. Jim, and it is produced by Disney. If you're wondering after that first uh, sentence, Jim Morris, played by Dennis Quaid, never made it out of the minor leagues before a shoulder injury ended his pitching career 12 years ago. Now married with children in high school or no married with children. He's a high school chemistry teacher and baseball coach in Texas. Jim's team makes a deal with him. If they win the district championship, Jim will try out with a major league organization. So basically this is like, he's a baseball coach. He was a pitcher as a kid. Um, and he had, he was drafted to the majors played on some minorly le- in the minors uh, for the team. He was drafted by and never got a shot in the majors before injuries ended his career. Then 12 years later, he started, he throws a few times um, with his baseball team and realizes he's throwing really hard. His baseball team basically points out to him. You're throwing really hard. Um, you should try out for the majors again. At this point, I think he's, late 30s i think 35 i think is about um is how old he is Mm -hmm. and so i guess that's not late 30s we'll call it mid don't so if you're in your 30s don't freak out (laughs) you still got a chance at the majors (laughs) but yeah i don't know this movie means a lot to me for a few reasons um it's one that i remember watching with my dad a lot as a kid i i have memories of like picking this movie up um on from a from a dvd store when i was probably like 12 when my dad and i used to go on fishing trips once a year by ourselves Mm -hmm. and so we would go fishing we'd come back we'd get a bunch of snacks and sit down we watch this movie so i have memories of that and i think i probably watched it like three times as a kid and i didn't watch it again until this week and it still means a lot to me i think it's not a like i don't know if it's it's got a lot of heart uh in the sense of like this dude it was always his dream growing up to pitch in the majors. Spoilers: he gets a chance to do it at age thirty-five, mm-hmm. and just kind of that, and seeing how what that means to him. Like, it's a very Disney sports movie. Right. Um, it's still based on a true story. It's still down to earth. the The real story about the it, like it's very very based on a true story. Like it's very accurate, although it does leave out a little bit at the end because the 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 real pitcher made his debut as a 35 year old in 1999 before being released again he had the same injury kind of flare back up the end his career again so that's a little sad that's left out at the end but the, the cool thing is this movie came out in 2002 so two years after his actual career ended wow yeah um and that real picture cameo is an umpire in the film So <laughs> the whole fun fact wow but i'm a big fan of this movie it's heartfelt it's uh it, it's it got kind of a it's a passion pick for me it means a lot to me for that reason so it's my number two
0: i like it i like it a lot so you haven't seen this one it's on disney plus my man what's uh isn't there a baseball movie where there's an old guy that throws a no hitter is it kevin costner uh i don't know about a no hitter that could be perfect game maybe
1: dennis quaid looks a lot like kevin costner so you may be thinking of this, but he doesn't throw a no hitter.
0: It's not about that. Okay, maybe no. He's a now the one pitcher. I'm thinking of is a no hitter. Okay, maybe that's perfect game. Maybe it is. All right, Perry, my number two. Guarantee you haven't seen it, but you did have it on your list, like that that movie list you sent me. Yep. So now I'm curious if you've seen it or not. What is it, big dog? It is Rush.
1: Ah, uh, with. Uh... Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Yes. yes. No, I have not seen it,
0: but I'm familiar with it. All right. So in the 70s, I don't even have to read the synopsis just because I know the story. <laughs> in the 70s, Formula One was kind of taking off and they had there were two drivers at the top. Um, James Hunt, who is Chris Hemsworth, and this guy named Nicky Lauda, who is Daniel Bruhl, who I don't think I actually know him. This is based on a true story. So it's kind of like your typical your typical two athlete bout of the real flashy, aggressive one versus the methodical calm one. And the flashy one usually gets himself into trouble while the calm one goes on and wins. It just follows these two who had very polarizing um, personalities. Neither of them had a lot of friends because they're on two ends, both ends of the spectrum, one too social and one antisocial. And they go head to head for a whole season and you got the movie just is just like a it's a dramatic depiction of that and it's really good. I remember when it came out, um my mom drove me an hour to go see it cuz it was not in a theater near my house. Very recent, isn't it? 2013. Do people like it?
1: Looks like it's 88% round tomatoes, so seems like it. Yeah, I mean, I think it was depicted pretty accurately. Also had like good actors in it. Gotcha. I mean, I um, remember when it came out, but I didn't I didn't feel super compelled to watch it.
0: I really like it. One of the cool parts is is like, it is a true story. And these two men end up becoming pretty much best friends. Nikki Lauda, the one of the characters actually just passed away this year, which is super sad. But, and then the guy that is played by Chris Hemsworth uh, died a long time ago, but it's very good. It's directed by Ron Howard, AKA Opie. Yeah. Ron Howard is a legend for sure. Yeah. And I love it. It's deep. It's kind of dark. Cool, cool, cool. I want to be
1: able to like come at you, uh, but I can't because I don't. I mean, it's highly rated. It's I probably should have came at you more about like Happy Gilmore or something. Probably uh, we should go watch it. I think it's on Hulu, actually. Rush. It might be. Yeah. Well, uh, after I get af- after we finish the sports movies list, I'm gonna have to prepare for other lists. You know what I mean? So we'll I'm, see. True. But now we're onto our number one. So do we want to? I'm gonna I'm gonna give a quick recap of my ten through two before i reveal my number one my number 10 is glory road nine free solo eight we are marshall seven is creed six indiana special hoosiers number five remember the titans four if you build it they will come field of dreams number three the greatest game ever played with china and then number two old grinch smile himself uh, Dennis Quaid in Grinch. Grinch. The Rookie. Oh, you know his smile, man. He's got the the grinchiest smile. Like, Not that it's like a non-authentic smile. It's just a really funny-looking smile. You're right. No, it is kind of grinchy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. About it. All right, my number one, Wes, is a classic. And I just watched it maybe just over a week ago. Um, and I did not think this would be number, my number one like when we first started talking about this episode, did not think this would be my number one, but it is Rocky from 1976. Really? The original Rocky movie. I hadn't watched this in a few years, uh, not that long, but the original Rocky, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. Like the best, it's not about the like story that that really is why I put it number one. It's about how stinking funny Rocky is. Really is it funny? Yeah, I didn't realize that. Like that's what said that's what put it over the top for me is that like I've always enjoyed Rocky. I've always enjoyed this the most of those movies except for like number 5. I've always enjoyed the Rocky franchise and the first one of a franchise usually has a little extra like nostalgia to it.
0: Mhm.
1: But when I rewatched this and remembered how funny Rocky Balboa is like the character that is what put it over the top for me. I'm going to look up some lines real quick. Also, it's made on like less than like 2 million dollars, which is insane. Wow, really? It's 19 it's 1970s. So, they didn't have to do a they didn't have to spend on a lot, but yeah, it's made on nothing. Uh Sylvester Stallone actually wrote the first Rocky movie and the first couple, I think. But yeah, let's let me find uh let me find a couple good Rocky quotes. I mean, it's just like lines like, I think we make a real sharp couple of coconuts. I'm dumb, you're shy. What do you think? huh? <laughs> when he's talking to Adrian or That sounds uh, like the most that sounds like the most Savester line I have he, ever heard. He proposes in the second Rocky movie, um, and he says, I was wondering if uh you wouldn't mind marrying me very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> <laughs> there's tons. There's tons of quotes. I just can't look through them all right now, but it's it's really funny and genuine um i don't know just watching it again recently i was like the fact that it did this on such a tiny budget and it became what it is today which is making millions that are cost like making hundreds and hundreds of millions off the franchise still with Mm -hmm. a spinoff series uh, after six original movies of their own uh so eight movies later. And a statue up in Philadelphia, like started on a tiny, tiny little budget movie with a no name actor in
0: 1976. I honestly don't believe you when you said it was made off 2 million. I don't believe you. I'm looking it up. I mean, I just think you're lying. 1.1 million US dollars. I don't buy it. <laughs> I, think that's I think that's fake news. Um, no, <laughs> you're wrong.
1: Rocky 2 is made off 7 million. Rocky. Yeah, I don't know. If you, why do you, you think that's fake news? But, uh, well, I mean, it's just,
0: it's just so big that it's hard for me to
1: believe that it was that cheap. Isn't that impressive, though, knowing that yeah. to be true? It's 1976, so if you do that translation, it's a little, it's, I mean, what does that equate to, to today? I don't know, but still impressive. It's crazy. It's, considering we're making animated movies now that cost $250 million. Right,
0: right. Dang.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. That's my number one. Wes, what is
0: your 10 through two and then your number one? All right, number 10, we got The Karate Kid, the OG from 1984, with the one and the only Mr. Miyagi, the real one. Number nine, Dodgeball, brought to you by ESPN8, The Ocho. Number eight, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Seven, Kingpin, the greatest bowling movie of all time. Six, Invincible, another Mark Wahlberg film. Five, Happy Gilmore. Four, A League of Their Own. Three, Days of Thunder. And two, Rush which most people probably haven't seen, but I have. (laughs) And Perry, my number one will not come as a shock to you, I don't think. It is The Blind Side. Yeah, 2009. Don't you dare lie to me. Sandra Bullock, (laughs) Tim McGraw, Kathy Bates. Wow. Mm. And for a long, long time, Perry, until I saw A Beautiful Mind, this was my favorite movie. This is still my favorite Sandra Bullock movie. And she's a winner, let me tell you. Based on the true story of Leanne Toohey and Sean Toohey, who take in a homeless teenage African-American Michael Orr, Michael has no idea who his father is and his mother is a drug addict. Michael has had little formal education and few skills to help him learn. Leanne soon takes charge, however, as is her nature, ensuring that the young man has every opportunity to succeed. When he expresses an interest in football, she goes all out to help him, including giving the coach a few ideas on how to best use Michael's skills. They not only provide him with a loving home, but hire a tutor to help him improve his grades to the point where he could qualify for the NCAA D1 athletic scholarship. Michael Ord then ended up being the first round pick of the Baltimore Ravens in the 2009 draft. Great movie. It's wholesome. Huh. It gives you some laughs. Yeah, it is a good movie. It breaks sure. your heart a couple times.
1: I've heard that it is. Uh, I've heard that it is maybe. Not super accurate to the true story. I don't know for sure. I've heard it's missing a couple things. Uh-huh. But I love the movie. Did you know that Jay head who plays S.J. Tui, was also the kid in the movie we just watched recently, Hancock?
0: I did know that. I no, did. No, that was crazy.
1: Also, uh, Lily Collins, after watching this movie the first time, I had a major crush on Lily Collins. Uh, oh, for sure. Ironically, she, her name was Collins Tui. So, big old crush on her back then for sure. Probably still now. I don't know. I haven't seen her in a while in a movie. Yeah. I love this
0: movie. I think my favorite scene from this movie. Oh yeah. Still three- now.
1: Two. Still now. Still have a crush on her now. Oh Confirmed.
0: gosh. Confirmed. I mean, <laughs> I think I had a bigger crush on Sandra Bullock in this movie, to be honest. <laughs> but, yeah. uh it's got one of my favorite moments in movie history whenever it's about three fourths of the way and Sandra Bullock drives to the projects where uh, Michael's uh thug friends are. And, she threatens them and she says you stay away from him and she says i'm at a prayer group with the da i'm a member of the nra and i'm always packing and and the guy says "Her, what you got in there uh 22 or a saturday night special and she just turns around says yep and it suits just fine all the other days of the week too (laughs) (laughs) she is she plays the role of like a southern mama
1: really good so well really so good well. strong southern mama like this is my family you don't mess with me it's a solid movie i enjoy it uh it is on my honorable mentions i did think of it it was one i loved at first but as i've grown a little older it has kind of maybe faded out of my like absolute favorite movies i still love it love it a and lot we didn't we didn't really get to fight each other about any of these i'm sad well it's because like all these movies were good yeah it's true we are not picking like Like, really good movies. So, I mean, I was thinking about picking Space Jam as well. I Honestly, Um, I think
0: we're going to get some flack for not picking Space Jam.
1: Right. And here's the thing. Space Jam is great. It's a fun watch. I'd probably watch it faster and more often than a lot of these. But it's not as good a movie. Like, it's just... Some of these are just more inspirational, better, and they're better with sports that they're playing, you know? Right, right. It's not just, like, what is the most fun movie that happens to have sports. It's about, like, what is the best sports movie at, like, featuring sports, at making you feel like you're getting your your sports dosage, especially during this time, you know? right all right blindside and rocky are number ones i'm gonna have to put up these both of these lists online on our insta and have you guys vote for which one which list do you think is better
0: it's mine okay
1: i mean it's basically gonna be do you like to laugh or do you like to cry uh, i don't mean cry yeah i don't cry when i watch these but do you do you like to feel feel things do you like to warm-hearted movies wholesome wholesome yes my I got some honorable mentions, Wes. Like I mentioned a lot, Invincible mm-hmm. was my number one honorable mention. Then I've also got The Pistol, a movie uh, about Pistol Pete Maravich. Yeah. Southpaw. Southpaw is a really underrated one. Um, good good boxing movie featuring Jake Gyllenhaal and Rachel McAdams. Mm-hmm. Real Steel is uh, I mentioned earlier. It's basically the same plot as like a mixture of Rocky and Rocky Four. Features. It's basically uh, robot boxing in like almost like the future. It is basically the future a little bit. Robot boxing um, mm. with uh Hugh Jackman stars that one so I also wrote on all the other Rockies except for Rocky 5 also probably not Rocky 6 either cool runnings
0: oh Jamaican you make a Bob the you? rhythm
1: feel the rhyme come on boys it's bobsled time uh kicking and screaming that's yeah. my that's probably my favorite of the of the Will Ferrell comedy sports movies um or any of the other comedy sports movies but the sandlot which i am shocked neither of us put on our list
0: i was very close to putting it on the list
1: yeah i thought you loved sandlot i thought it was gonna make its way on the list so i am shocked that one's not on there i think it got snubbed it
0: got snubbed that's a that's
1: a major snub i would say space jam facing the giants it's a a good solid christian movie made by the um that uh i think it's like a southern georgia baptist wait
0: a, a solid christian movie
1: <laughs> yeah like they don't make a lot of really good christian movies that one's good um it's not too cheesy and <laughs> knights the longest yard and another what? snub miracle and ice man miracle i haven't seen it yet so i couldn't put it on there yeah miracle is a solid movie i just don't quite relate as much it's hockey i don't care about hockey sorry yeah, same. Also, that's also why mighty ducks is not on Mm-hmm. not even not even on my um honorable mentions wes here's another one that maybe is a snub but i didn't include for a reason rudy oh rudy was off sides <laughs> i just don't like it like people are gonna give us flack i don't like rudy sorry it's, uh, guys it's sam wise
0: ganji isn't it
1: uh yeah exactly yeah. Uh, sean Aston is his name yeah yeah also i've heard like rudy is kind of like the real rudy is super full of himself now of like after this movie's come out he's like is using it to his advantage and uh, he's basically taking advantage of his own name because of the movie and going and like he's he's dropped everything he's become an inspirational speaker he tells every basically tells everybody how how great he is i think is kind of his job now they did a they did an espn daily episode on him and the guy said that his 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 like house is like full of rudy merchandise like rudy bobbleheads rudy like, like arty's house rudy the real rudy rudiger his own house is full of his own merchandise that he can just like he just like gives to people signs it and gives it and that is not the vibe that is not, no <laughs> so no. i'm not a big rudy fan i just think it's kind of like not that great i mean i know it's notre dame and we're in indiana so that's so we should like it but i don't like that movie sorry guys eh, it's whatever no cool so that's our that's our big hot take i would say of the days is rudy is not
0: good darn it
1: what else is there any other any other honorable mentions you need to mention Wes? tin Le- cup is another one that's decent i've not seen that
0: Perry, I haven't seen 42. I don't know if you have, but we didn't talk about it. I actually
1: haven't. It. We didn't talk about it. No.
0: Um, we didn't talk about White Men Can't Jump.
1: No, no, no. Uh, Hoop Dreams. Hoop Dreams, uh, a documentary that. about a couple kids from, I think, Chicago. Um, that video crew follows these kids when they're like 13, 14 years old that are like super talented basketball players that basically their whole life is devoted to them going to the NBA. Neither of them end up making it to the NBA, um, but it's a, basically like how. Kids in the in the burbs, Chicago, their whole families just dedicate their life, everything, to those kids getting to the get to the NBA because that'll bring like the whole yeah. family out. Hoop
0: dreams, a solid solid yeah. documentary. Um, we didn't talk about Million Dollar Baby. That one, that one got didn't that win an Oscar? Uh, might have. I'm not sure. I think it did. Um Moneyball. I actually really like Moneyball. Yeah. Oh, um uh, my dad really likes Legend of Bagger Vance, but I've probably only seen it once.
1: Gotcha, yeah. I have seen that one. It's solid. it's it's all right. It's not. Oh, and special. the
0: Water Boy, the Water Boy. That's true.
1: Somebody mentioned Water Boy on uh, on Insta. Here, I'll I'll start reading off some of these. Um, from Maggie, actually my cousin Maggie. Uh, she put so my question was, uh, what's the top five sports movies in your opinion? And she put McFarland, USA. So that's a that's a cross country movie. I've seen that. Oh. Not 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 bad. Not bad. Solid movie. Um, the miracle, wait, or is this the miracle season? That might be different. Miracle season. She writes, "The Blind Side, Cool Runnings, and The Perfect Game." And then Emmett, good friend of ours, he put The Blind Side
0: 100%. Gunner, hey. yeah, love Gunner.
1: He said, "Hoosiers is number one, no questions asked." This boy is a uh, Indiana boy, so that
0: Oh, he sense. loves ba- he loves basketball. So Evan
1: Yoder fun. said, "Happy Gilmore is number one."
0: There you I go. He's it. with you. He's I would you. have thought. I would have thought he would have picked Waterboy. <laughs>
1: Landon said, "Remember the Titans." Number one, we are Marshall. Number two, the rookie. Then Coach Carter and dodgeball. Oh, Coach Carter! We I forgot, forgot about, about Coach, Coach Carter. Carter. We didn't talk about Coach Carter. I know Landon is down in Florida, um, recovering from a leg injury, broken leg. So uh, we hope he gets better soon and. Uh, yeah a lot of a lot of those picks are on our list you'll find out so good good choices maybe some of the rest of them will keep you busy um, as it's as they're keeping an us busy during this quarantine uh, mason said shawshank redemption
0: that's not sports that's,
1: yeah so i reached out to him i was like uh sir I could please explain and he said uh escaping from prison is a sport <laughs> i beg to differ moving on Riley said Hoosiers remember the Titans Rudy the Mighty Ducks and Coach Carter Chris Nitta said how has no one mentioned the Water Boy?" there we go there it is Big Ev good friend uh, said Southpaw rookie of the year Taldigan Knights semi-pro I didn't mention Um, semi-pro the longest yard I like how he said Southpaw really that's a heartfelt boxing movie you you guys need to check it out Uh, not a lot of people have seen that one I don't think
0: did we go see that together I think we did
1: alright Maybe. It was a while. I mean, I think it came out like four or five years ago, so I don't know. But possible. Uh, Jenna said, Miracle. Eric says, 42, Moneyball, Miracle, Remember the Titans and Field of Dreams. Gracie said, Remember the Titans, number one. No question. Peyton says, Creed and Creed 2. Mm. That's it. That's all he likes, those two movies. That's it. All right. Sir, if you haven't watched Black Panther, you may like it. If you like only. Creed and Creed 2 are your favorite movies because Michael B. Jordan. Uh, Amber says, Angels in the Outfield. Alec says, I am just going to leave Raging Bull here. We haven't talked about Raging Bull. That is by the same people who made um, White Men Can't Jump, but I haven't seen it, to be honest with you. James Kopic, who was on the show a couple episodes ago, says, Remember the Titans, Glory Road, Miracle, Facing the Giants, MVP, Most Vertical Primate. What I don't, is that? I don't, I don't know that. It's like a monkey playing basketball. I'm looking that over right now. That seems like a meme. Most vertical primate. 2001. <laughs> oh gosh, Wes, this has got to be a meme. It's a uh, mo- it's a monkey on a skateboard. MVP, most vertical primate, he says. I didn't even catch that when I was looking through these first time. And then Madeline says, High School Musical, duh. All right, High School Musical. All right. Musical. Cool, all right. cool. I don't call that a sports movie, but you know, we both like it. We both rep, we do. rep we do the, like it. The, the High School Musical every now and then. You gotta get your head in the game sometimes, you know. Always. Cool, that is it. That Thank you for uh, yeah, all the interaction on social media. That's great. We love it. We love hearing all your guys' opinions and keeping you involved in our content. So, just love that, man. that was fun. Hopefully, you guys have gotten some some sports suggestions so that you can keep keep in the know about some of these sports uh, yeah, movies yeah, like I might forget how basketball works if we go much longer here without if I stop watching basketball movies. you know what i mean i mean i don't even know what a free throw is anymore. <laughs> problem is most of these basketball movies are before the three point line and it's kind of like it's kind of my game, so if I just uh, you know if if, if basketball movies is the only thing keeping me going and i'm gonna get back out there and be like what is this line doing here
0: why is it why is it an arch i'm I'm What's going on
1: next week we got a great episode with we do a couple fun people from the happiest podcast on earth we're gonna be bringing a little bit of disney magic into your house uh talking about the parks for the first time in a while it's a good one it's a good one for sure it's been fun looking at your forehead for the last couple hours that's all all i've been able to see in our
0: zoom call That's the most comfortable position I'm in. So, (laughs) Uh,
1: Wes, I think we're gonna need to uh, sign out together in unison. This is gonna be a struggle.
0: This is gonna be. Let me. Let me watch you. Stay hungry. Stay humble. And stay stay hydrated. hydrated.